Welcome back, Faith Fitness and French Toast family. I am so pumped uh, to have you guys here and have this episode for you. I had the opportunity of interviewing Richard Hawthorne today. <clears throat> Richard uh, is known for being the strongest pound-for-pound powerlifter in the world. Uh, and it was an absolute pleasure to get to sit down with him and listen to his story and not only his story but his own influence uh, and perspective on powerlifting training and how to just live holistically and humbly in the midst of an industry that is oversaturated with people who are entirely self-absorbed I'm your host, Moses Allwood, as always, and of course, I want to warmly welcome you back to the podcast. I hope you really enjoy this episode. It's a little different than some in the past, uh, and I do feel that it's one of the most genuine conversations we've had in the last couple of years. I hope you enjoy. As always, you can find me on Instagram. You can find my guest on Instagram, but I hope you'll sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Richard, what is going on, brother? Welcome to the show. Oh, man, nothing much. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, you know, I uh, I was channeling a little bit of your energy today. I was deadlifting, uh, so okay. I had to uh, I had to put some of the ant strength in. Uh, it wasn't quite, you know, mid-sixes, uh, but it was a good deadlift day today. Uh, so it's a very opportune time to, to get and chat with you. I know um, you've been a, a wellspring uh, of knowledge. We were chatting a little bit beforehand and mm-hmm. you know, you're one of the most requested guests, uh, so Man. far. Um, so Honored. that's, that's yeah, that's I, I'm excited. I'm just excited to run through what I got here. We got a lot of <laughs> exciting been, stuff to go through. I'm excited too. I've been quiet for a little while. So, uh, this is, uh, this would be pretty cool. Well, for those who may not be all too familiar with you um, or those who are avid followers, uh, I wonder if you just share a little bit about who you are, what you've got going on, um, and even how you got started in the sport to begin with. Okay. Um, my name is Richard Hawthorne. Uh, people know me as The Ant. Uh, I got that name, shoot, back in 2000 and uh, I would say 2002 at the Arnold Classic. I was... Sh- 22, 21 years old, lifting with some greats, you know, um, Chuck Vogelpool, you got uh, Gary Frank, you had Brian Schwab, Tony Conyers, uh, some people that, you know, a lot of these people, some some may not know, but uh, if you go back and look, this is in uh, gear as far as, you know, you had your single ply and double ply. Um, so I was blessed to actually compete with some some great names as a teenager, and um, really, that's something that pushed me. I never got I never got to win in the WPO or anything like that because I was the youngest and I was a sh- I was the the smallest, obviously. And they went by you know total total pounds, and and that's something that um I, that ho- I hold dear to me because not being able to win and not even have a shot that just fuels you to just, you know, want to do better. But, um, um, before I got into the pro scene, uh, started lifting when I was, uh, 15, uh, in the schools. Um, and I had a pretty good start in high school. Um, my first year in ninth grade, uh, I was 114. Uh, my first 
absolutely first meet. I didn't have anybody to compete against. So I was like, man, that's uh, that sucks. You know what I mean? So, you know, what's first place, you know, uh, second meet I had two people to, uh, to compete against and I actually did pretty well and, 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 and pulled it off and I went to state and it was a full roster and I was like, whoa, you know, and, um, um, and I actually won that and I only won that by, um, I was getting my butt kicked and I think, um, I had to pull like 275 to actually tie, you know, the strongest lifter at that time. And, uh, I tied and they gave me, you know, uh, first place. And, uh, that's really how I got hooked. And I would tell you this after that meet, um, it was me and only another um, teammate that made it to state. It was me, him, and my coach. And they, them two was talking to me, um, well, talking amongst each other. And uh, I was standing there kind of zoned out. And um, what a lot of people don't know, but this is this is something that I hold dear to me too, is that uh, the fact that that moment I, I told them while they was talking and I threw them off, I said, I'm going to be pound for pound strongest person in the world. And that was, uh, actually that was year, that was the year that was 2000. So, um, um, that became my passion and I stuck with it and it, and it ended up happening 13 years later in all down in Australia, you know, hitting 11 times body weight. So first person to hit 11 times body weight, which I didn't even know I did. until after the fact, my buddy had to tell me, <laughs> so that was pretty cool. That is remarkable. I mean, just, I, you know, there's a buddy of mine I went to college with who is very similar kind of mindset that, I mean, the, the, from the day he started lifting, he was like, you know what? I know what I'm going to achieve. I'm going to get there, you know, and, and watching, you know, people do that is, is remarkable. And it's a testament to dedication to your own integrity. Um, yeah, 13 years, but you knew Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to be pound for pound the best. And you did it. I mean, that, mm-hmm. I mean, let's fast forward to the, that Australia meet, uh, for a second here. I mean, you squat mid fives, you pull six, you know, you bench three and it's my understanding. They weren't, they hadn't drug tested you, but you go, <laughs> I want you to drug test me. So everybody <laughs> yeah. knows I'm natural. I mean, that's oh, a man, power they, play. I mean, they, they, what was they that day me. like? <laughs> they hated me. <laughs> they hated me. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so that 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 was my whole thing. That was my whole goal uh, to kind of back up a little bit. My whole goal, you know, one thing that I said that when I started powerlifting, I said that I was going to uh, be pound for pound strongest person in the world, and I said that I'm going to I'm going to do this the safest way possible. That I'm going I'm going to keep myself, you know, uh, take care of myself and. I want to be able to play with my, my, my children and my, uh, my grandchildren when I get older. So my biggest accomplishment to this day is I never had a gym injury. Um, wow. uh, with, with, I don't take supplements. Uh, and of course, obviously, um, a lot of people don't, you know, care for it or not. It doesn't matter to them, but to me, it, it matters, you know, that, you know, I was drug free, you know what I mean? And, uh, uh, when, uh, after the meet, uh, we had the whole ceremony, and uh, um, well, directly after the meet, you know, I had asked, you know, for the drug test because I wanted that to 
to really show for for to everybody that you don't have to do it. It's okay if you do do it. Uh, me personally, I would recommend people to wait to after they're 35 to do it, you know, but um, just to show that anything is possible, you know what I mean? Um, not to throw it in anybody's face in any, or anything like that, but I believe my purpose to sh- is to show people that one, you don't have to, you don't have to be enraged to be strong, you know, you don't, and you don't have to, you know, be huge to be strong, you know, and you don't have to do, you know, certain things to be strong is you first and foremost is you have to believe in yourself, you know? Hmm. So, um, you know, they announced that I, I won, um, I won overall. And, um, uh, he was like, hold on, but everybody check this out. You know, he was like, after the meet, Richard acts to be drug tested. And I don't know if one of my favorite squatters, um, Sam Bird was there and, um, Sam Bird, he, he has a real, uh, dry humor, but he's, he's totally funny. And, uh, it was like, yeah, Richard, um, (laughs) thanks for that. And it was just like, everybody was quiet and he was like, yeah, thanks for that. You know, rub it into everybody, you know? And it was kind of like that moment was like, dang, I feel like an asshole, you know? Right. <laughs> but it, wasn't, right. It, it, it wasn't supposed to be like that, you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to, so I'm a pretty big guy, right? I'm the 275s. So I was explaining to my roommate uh, beforehand, I said, man, like 11 times body weight. I'm like, what it would take for me to pu- like pull off 11 times body weight it's just not going to like at this weight, it's just not going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, you know? Uh, and so just the, the true feat, I mean, as you, you even said, you, you weren't even sure you'd done it. You didn't know what had happened as that kind of sank in and you processed that, you know, those 13 years, you'd finally done it. What did that look like for you moving forward with your own training? Uh, as you probably, you're like, man, I, I accomplished the goal. What, what's next? Um, that was crazy. That was a, was a that was a huge learning moment uh, for me, actually. Um, when I did it, um, it was it was surreal because of the fact that after I did it, I was like, "Oh man, I did it! I did it!" I was excited for probably about ten, fifteen seconds, and I was like, "That's it. That's all mm. this is." You know, I was like, "Why? Mm. Why was this so grand?" You know. Wow. Um, and then, you know, I sat and I really thought about it and I thought about my trials and tribulations. It wasn't the goal that, that, that stuck to me. It was everything that I've been through, you know, Mm. from going from high school, being a phenom, like if I didn't have to stop at, uh, 2005, it definitely would have been crazy because I was planning on. I was planning on hitting a 700 squat, uh, in a canvas. I hit, I had hit a 722 double in a canvas, um, um, hit that for a double. And I was like, okay, I'm about to, I'm about to break some stuff. But right. in 2005, that's when Katrina hit, lost both my jobs. And my, my baby girl was born literally a week and a half after that in a half open, um, uh, hospital. And I had to take, you know, three years off. And, you know, I'm thinking about all these struggles that I had to go through and, and what I, you know, what I 
kept in my head, you know, I took that time off and I wasn't thinking anything of it, but life doesn't happen linear. You know what I mean? It's just like a ping pong and you just go side to side, side to side. And looking back at, you know, everything that I did and had to do, not what I went through, like, I was like, wow, that's, 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 (laughs) that's everything. You know what I mean? That started my whole, my whole philosophy of, of, um, what I embody today, you know? So, um, that, that moment was, um, uh, was huge. Now to go forward from that moment, um, I had a, I did have a setback, um, from that, from there, that year, that was the year that Seattle, so that was 2013 and 2014, the beginning of 2014, that was the year Seattle had uh, won the Super Bowl. And I was dropping my daughter off to her mom's. And um, it was a guy that I went to high school with. He's probably like six to 300 and something pounds. And um, he power lifted in high school. And um, um, he was tipsy. And uh, he was like, we haven't seen each other in a long time. He's like, you know, you ain't getting out of here without, you know, wrestling me. I'm like, dude, you're 300 pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. He was standing in front of the door, you know. And um, um, I was always like, you know, I like to play around. Uh, but things like that, you know, especially when somebody's drunk and something like stuff like that. I was like, you know, that ain't that ain't my thing, you know. Mm. But uh, he said he stayed there for like 15 15 seconds and I'm like dude you ain't gonna get out the way he's like no I ain't moving so I was like all right come on let's go and my whole plan was let him jump on me I collapse and be like okay you know sit there and he jumped on me and then you know I did that and he just sat there I'm like dude you ain't gonna move and you sat there and uh, I was in an awkward position and I got the, the the strength to stand up get on a little bit on my feet and rammed him into rammed him into the wall and then at that moment i knew i i I, I fucked up you know um i had a um my neck and my shoulder uh on the right side was kind of was was really jacked up you know Mm -hmm. and um immediately i left there and like i was in pain um Mm -hmm. immediately i went to uh my chiropractor and he saw me and he was like, there's nothing he really can do. He, he really could do. Um, but, um, that stayed tight for, for a long time. But what was worse, it wasn't that that actually got me. It was my knee. I, I had, I had twisted my knee and it was the same injury that I had got right before I started powerlifting, um, in eighth grade where, you know, I would go play basketball, you know, at the, um, at one of the uh, Air Force bases. And uh, I went and turned, and my foot stayed, stayed put, and, my, and I turned my knee, my knee just popped. So I redid that injury, and um, that's where everything kind of slowed down. Um, but uh, from that point on, that made me really delve down into my body even more, which was... Um, which was a, a blessing as well, and something that you know, um, that that's with me today, a part of my philosophy. So, uh, I mean, all these that that and other you know trials and tribulations co- comes a lot of 
you know, knowledge and, and, and information that you get from yourself, um, whether it's, you know, um, figuring out what not to do or figuring out what to do to maintain your body, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a blessing, but it slowed me down. It didn't stop me, but it definitely slowed me down. So um, um, I really corrected all of that, and I, actually I'm ready to uh, – get back on the scene, give it one more, one more run. I had, I had, uh, two good runs so far, you know, uh, span of 20 years. So, uh, I'm going to do one more run and I got some, some plans and some, uh, somewhat some goals. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned just how much that's all played into your own philosophy now, uh, you know, as a coach, as a lifter, um, you know, as a father, uh, you you discuss a little bit on your YouTube channel and I've seen in your reels and everything you've posted uh, that there's three planes of lifting your body, your mind, and your spirit. So for you, um, as you approach, I mean, one working with yourself and speaking to yourself, but two, as you interact with your own athletes and the people that you see on a daily basis, how do those three planes intersect um, in approaching lifting and, and just your mindset more holistically? Well, um, um, so the first things first is getting the body out of the way, mm-hmm. you know, and how do you get the body out of your way, uh, out, of, out of someone's way? And that's, um, that's repetition, you know. Um, if you don't have enough repetition in anything that you do, you know, whether it's, you know, selling something, whether it's lifting, whether it's, you know, anything, um, you're stuck in the physical. So you're, you're, um, you're, um, you're thinking while performing, right? So that's when you're in the physical, you don't know. It first starts off with, um, um, the levels of learning. Okay. You stages of learning, you have, um, unconsciously incompetent then you have consciously incompetent you know um which hold on let me start over unconsciously incompetent which is you don't know what you don't know you just green right and then you have consciously incompetent you you know but you can't recreate what you're trying to do right and then you have um then you have consciously competent you know what you you know what you're supposed to be doing and you can recreate it you know and then you have unconsciously competent where you don't have to think no more you're just doing it right right so so um first and foremost you know and it takes time for that and it's real hard for people to to have that those the patience because basically lifting is a discipline just like um, uh, karate or 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 uh, jujitsu or what have you, when you really figure out the basics of how the body works, it's a discipline. You know what I mean? The body is made a certain way, and it's all made off of breath. You know, so we move according to how we breathe. You know, um, but um, in the day to day, first is. I'm giving somebody reps, you know, say I have somebody new and first day of squatting, they getting a hundred reps and they'd be like, what, why would you do that to me? 
you know what I mean? But um, uh, uh, hundred reps is, you know, ten tens is a teacher within itself. You know what I mean? I'm not. Uh, the the thing is, is you learn so much. So one, you get repetition. Practice make perfect, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Practice make perfect, which is form and technique. Okay. Two, you learn drive. The thing that I've learned over my time span in lifting because of doing tens is that around the set six and sixty reps, that's when I break into my my second win. Okay, at 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 your sixth set, you're like, holy shit, I don't think I can fucking finish. I don't right. know if I, I, right. I don't know if I can do this. But as soon as you start your seventh set, you're like, oh man, this is heavy. I'm tired, but man, I still can go. What's going on? You know what I mean? So you start to learn at that point, once that that seven set starts, you're fatigued and you're feeling all those things, but your your control of your body shuts off. Like Mm -hmm. as far as, or the control of your mind shuts off. Like you are um, not trying to control the movement any longer because the body is just doing it. You, you see what I'm saying? The more you do it, the body is just going along with it. And it's finding on its own, it's finding perfect form and technique because you're fatigued. It, it has to, or you're going to collapse. Right. Right. So, um, so again, you learn in form and technique, but also you learn and drive because you see that you have more in you. Okay. And then the, um, the, the third thing that you're learning is um, is uh, um, uh, maintaining your structure, okay? All right? Uh, maintaining your structure. You are tired. You, you know, you, you're fatigued. But the, the, the body has to stay in a certain position in order to do these movements, okay? So maintaining your structure. And then the last thing is is mental fortitude. So you have to do form a technique, right? You, you're dealing with drive, your fatigue and all that stuff. So you're, you're having to maintain your, you know, your, your positioning, okay. For optimal movement, right. Okay. So, so that fourth thing deals with all those trying to make sure, well, I have to keep my, my, I have to do these reps. I have to, you know, go through this, 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 uh, these reps because, I'm fatigued through this drive and have to maintain my structure. So mentally you building yourself up. Okay. Um, and doing, you know, 10 tens for over, for me, for over, uh, I would say 16, 17 years, you know, um, people you know like to say that you know i'm i'm built for deadlift or or this or that it's like no i know how to move you know and i mm-hmm. have a distinct movement when people see me deadlift they it's 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 different you know what i mean the 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 movement is is precise and it's only because i've done thousands of reps you know in deadlift and in squat and in in, in bench you know um but um with that being said, 10 tens is important. And, and what it does is it, it instills, um, it instills discipline in a student or, 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 um, whoever's learning it. 
and it and it instilled patience. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, like I said, first and foremost, you have to get past the body. And once you start that, once you get past the body, you know, the information um, gets deeper because you you understand you know, because I talk about everything beforehand, so you know exactly what's happening when it happened. Because in ten tens, you get main reason why I do ten tens first day is because in between set seven and uh, the last set, you get one. Usually, you get one good lift, and you do it. You fatigued. Everything is heavy, um, and you go down and you come up. You like. What just happened? That felt like nothing. And I said, there you go. That means you did everything exactly correct. And at that moment, they know what I've been saying is the truth. They experienced something. So I talk about feel. And and my job is to get you to feel exactly what you're supposed to feel. Get you to feel what I feel when I lift, right? So with that being said, once they feel that, their body physically will log that forever, and they'll chase it. It's just like a drug. They'll chase it. But not only their body log that, their mind logs it too. So they'll 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 always know that there's a truth. There's there's false and there's truth. You know what I mean? There's a lie and there's truth, you know? And at that point, the dialogue and the information gets so much deeper on a mental on the mental side of things. You know, so that's that's how that first starts, you know, and it goes from there. Once you start getting the mind and body to communicate without thinking, then you're especially competing because everybody gets into when they get on stage, they get into that flow where everything just kind of you can hear people, but you can't hear people and you can see people, but you can't see them. And you're just going and you're like, oh, man, what happened? But imagine, you, you know, in that in that realm. You. um you can do a, a amazing feats, but imagine if you practice perfect form of technique thousands of thousands of times, getting into that realm and what you what it's actually possible. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that is what I call the spirit realm. That's where where you're um, um, in. Uh, uh, there's a parable where it says. Um, in the moment where you can't tell the dancer from the dance, things just is. Okay, mm. you you you're not a lifter, and and the lift is not you. You know what I mean? It's just happening. You just it just is. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm getting. That's what I've been tapping into for years, and that's what my job. I feel my job is to get people to tap into when I coach them and train them and and and, and speak to them. You know what I mean? And um, when they feel that, they're like, okay, this is this is a whole new thing. And they they forget all about, oh, I want to get this weight. And they, they I steal that goal away from them because that's my job. I get them to start loving the process and and really finding that groove and, you know what I mean, finding those that movement. And they, they, they you know, they make their gains. It's frustrating and it's very hard. It's not a, it's not a short process by any means, but... Uh, that's and all on the lifting side of things. That's what the mind, body, spirit, mind, body, spirit is with core strong. Man, there, there's so much in there um, that, yeah, I mean, I love that. You know, I have a, a very dear friend who's 
motto has been, you know, the man who loves walking is going to enjoy the destination far more than the man who enjoys the destination. Uh, if you can fall in love with the grind of day in and day out, methodical lifting, eating, sleeping, hydrating, training, and repeating, when you get to the end, it's not as false of a summit as it may appear if you're just like, man, I just want to get it done. Uh, you know, if, if I had a dollar for every lifter or bodybuilder or CrossFit athlete that I've talked to who is like, man, I, I got to the day I finished and then I just started crying afterwards because I'm like, that's it? Like, I I just killed myself for the last, you know, however long and that was it. You know, you're a bodybuilder. You're on stage for, what, a minute doing your routine? Yeah. You know, if you're a power lifter and you're at those god-awful nine-hour-long meets – you know, you're on stage if you use your full time for a total mm -hmm. of nine minutes, mm -hmm. but you're training three hours a day, five days a week for months, years, you know, leading mm -hmm. up to that. You know, I, I wonder how different of a community the fitness community would be if we got out of the mindset of this is a single rep, single lift sport. Oh, and yeah. jumped into, man, I'm just going to hammer out this as many times as I can. You know, I'm going to actually perfect this. How many top tier lifters oh. would no longer be going, oh, misgrooved, you know, yes. because there's no room for that anymore. Yes. That could be yes. groundbreaking. That really could be. It would, it, it physically, like, um, um, I was looking at, you know, some of the notes that you was going to talk about and I see that, um, uh, one of them you talked about like the ant perspective and it made me think about um, um, uh, I, I believe I talked about uh, when Scott Hall I said Scott Hall <laughs> um, Eddie Eddie Hall <laughs> Eddie yeah. Scott Hall rest in peace <laughs> uh, Eddie Hall had you know hit that thousand and what was it um I can't was it a thousand one, or he might have been straight a thousand, and there are five hundred kilos. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, whatever that is, a lot. Yeah, a lot yeah, of weight, five hundred. Right. You know, so that was you know a few years back, and um, and um, it was a great lift. Uh, it was a it was a great lift, but um, the 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 thing that I was talking about is the fact that. The difference between a small lifter, a smaller lifter, and a, and, a, and a bigger lifter, or somebody who has more weight, is that weight influence weight, right? And um, that is a that is a disadvantage. Um, most people see that as a as a advantage, but the reason why I say it's a disadvantage is because at age eighteen, when I was hitting um, in meets, I was hitting. Uh, like five in a suit, I was hitting like 570, uh, 580. Um, it came a point to where, um, at 80 to 18, that my body can no longer influence any weight that I touch. So, even though I was lifting over 500 in these meets, when it came to training. 500 would crush me. I wouldn't know if I can budget or not. If I budget, I would be able to do it for reps. But if 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 I couldn't, I couldn't I couldn't get it off. So for for at the age 18 
and all the way to now, like I had to perfect my lift, you know, because if, if, um, if I didn't do it absolutely correctly, then 500 wouldn't budge. Right. So, so for, for 18, so that's what I'm 30, I'm 38 now. So that's 30 years, you know, I mean, 20 years, um, of doing it absolutely correct. Um, bigger lifters don't get to that weight that actually forced them mm. to have to lift correctly. You see right. what I'm saying? Because right. automatically their body weight is going to, their body weight is going to kick in and on the ego side of things, you know what I mean? So, um, um, what I was saying in that video was the fact that watching Eddie Hall, it was a great lift watching Eddie Hall at that moment. And this is why it, uh, he probably got quiet and he probably haven't exceeded at that moment. What I saw was that's where if he trained, especially if I trained him, if he, if he trained at that moment and started training and training, then that's where you're going to see a bigger lifter really tap into their, their true potential. And it would get crazy outrageous. You see what I'm saying? So um, that's something I kind of tapped on to. And I, I, I feel like, you know, at that point he could have, he could have really put some things out of touch, you know, if he kept on at that level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it, I, I know some people have asked you before, you know, why haven't we seen lifters far surpass that? Sure, we saw half Thor then go in and just chip it. Uh, mm-hmm. And but I mean, other than that, I mean, we're seeing now we're seeing like Dan Grigsby or like Jamal Brown or like these guys who are raw coming up behind them. I mean, they're both freaks of nature, but mm-hmm. we, we haven't seen that push, you know, towards twelve hundred or thirteen. Like weights that yes, while they seem absurd. Mm-hmm. When you see guys lifting that kind of weight, you'd think we'd still be making more progress, but it yeah. does feel like we've just stalled. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because when, you know, guys get heavier, like you said, they just, the ego kicks in. Mm-hmm. It's it's no longer a technical lift. Uh, and that is interesting because, you know, there's that uh, no weight classes in the jungle, you know, gym. Yes. Um, yeah. And, you know, as a bigger guy, I've always been more on the, hey, you know, totals talk. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you're right. Because you do see far more technical lifting from lighter lifters because they're forced to perfect it. Because yes. if they don't do it perfectly, it's not going to move. It's just not going to get it. It's too far past their body weight. But if you have someone like Dan Bell, he can pretty much muscle just about anything regardless. Or you see uh, Julius Maddox bench. He can just launch it off himself because he's a big dude. Uh, and so that, that it is. I wonder how much is being stopped because lifters are just taking sloppy, heavy singles mm-hmm. because they're just like, nah, I'll get there. Or it looks better on Instagram yeah. or I can just jump into a meet once every eight months and win 2,500 bucks or whatever. Yeah. And then disappear for that. You know, it, it the short term versus the long term perspective yes. is yeah. a nightmare for powerlifting. Yeah. And I think it's why we see so many flash in the pan lifters because it's, mm-hmm. it's, I want it now. I don't want it in 10 yeah. years, 20 years. I want it now. Yeah, that's interesting. It's it's exciting for me because, like, right now, um, you know, uh, I'm opening up another gym. I sold my my previous gym back at COVID in 2020, and opening up another one now, a smaller one. And um, 
I'm excited to actually get ready to start fully training. And like <laughs> my, even though I haven't been lifting, lifting, like I know my strength is, is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, my goal is to hit 700 at 132, you know, wow. um, um, I'm weighing, I'm weighing lighter than what I've, I normally weigh because I've, I've, I'm fully the past month or so. And I've been working on this for the past, uh, two years of, you know, um, becoming a, um, I mean, we're all naturally are supposed to be, uh, frugivores, which nobody really heard of that, but we are frugivores. Yeah. I, what, what's a frugivore? Frugivore, and this is what's crazy, and this is part of part of my information. Um, this is why you know uh, people we we stay sick, and uh, actually we don't supposed to be sick. Um, mm. We're the only species that's confused of what we're supposed to eat. Okay, mm. so check this out. So you have your 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 vertebrates. You have carnivore, herbivore, om, omnivore, and frugivores. Okay, carnivores you already know, like your cats and bears and things like that. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to say this wrong herbivores are your birds and I want to say dogs as well um, um, but again with carnivores you have um, you have the canines you have um, less com- well you have real complex uh, digestive system okay omnivores um, uh, uh, which is birds and and, and uh and dogs and things like that. They have the same type of digestive system. Uh, herbivores, which is um, which is like your your uh, horses, cows, and giraffes and things like that. They have some, some of them have many stomachs, horses and things like that. But you have frugivores, which are guess 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 <laughs> what species is in frugivores. I mean, I'm assuming with this buildup that it's humans, that it's, it's supposed primates. to be us. It's primates. primates. Interesting. Okay. So it's, it's monkeys. It's all, all of them as well. Interesting. Okay. So, so we don't eat what we're supposed to eat. Okay. Right. We're supposed to eat fruit, some vegetables, you know, some vegetables, some nuts, but we are fruit eaters. That, that is what we're supposed to eat. And it's crazy, like, like you know, sometimes you you probably hear about fasting and detoxing and things like that. But if you eat fruit on a regular basis, yeah, you can live life and every now and then. If you eat fruit like you eat your on your normal basic, uh, you know, basic daily habits, you know what I mean. And then eat, you know, um, stuff that we don't supposed to eat, you know, um, then you you'll be okay, you know what I mean. But it's just the opposite, you know what I mean. That's why we stay inflamed. You know, really, protein is probably, it's crazy. Uh, check this, okay? Um, just to talk about protein, uh, what you think about, like, breast milk, right? You think protein is in breast milk, right? I, in my head, that makes sense. I think right? so. Right? Right. It's a little over half a gram in, uh, of, of protein in breast milk. Mm. Just, to, just to tell, just to have you see how the industry in the world is pushing protein. Hmm. Okay. It's not, we're over, we're oversaturated with protein. 
Okay, mm. the body is a pH works on the pH system, and proteins are acids. Okay, so it goes real deep and 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 I go real deep in that information, and um, um, it gets that's another part of my philosophy of you know core strong. Okay, um, which core strong is the mind, body, spirit, and when you eat correctly. You have a sound by a sound mind and a strong body. You and 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 when you have that, the spirit is a lot stronger. You know, um, but um, um, it goes. It's so simple. This information is so simple, but it's so hard for people to take because that's not how we were taught to grow grow up to know. They they they've hitting the word frugivore. <laughs> Nobody heard frugivore. Some right. people heard fruitarian. You know, they are fruitarian. You know, but they label them as being crazy. But a frugivore is what we are, primate. So, um, but I forgot where we were before that. I'm not going to well, get too well, much. Well, no, this is good. That. This is good. No, I, I want to keep running here. I mean, so what does it look like day in, day out uh, for, I mean, just a human, let alone an athlete, but, but a human, you know, from a nutrition standpoint, what does that look like meal to meal? Uh, and just maintaining a balanced diet. Are we cutting out meat completely? Are we fo- like what does that tangibly look like? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, you're supposed to cut out meat completely. Um, mm. You can live life and eat meat every once in a while, but l- literally, that's not what we. That's why our cholesterol goes up because it's an acid, and um, and the lip, the the uh, the lymph in our blood, um, which is cholesterol shows up because the acid in the blood is uh, um, causes inflammation. So that's why you get high cholesterol, right? So so it's it's the high cholesterol comes from the acid and the minerals that we don't break down, which are um, going a little deeper, which are protons. Protons means that you're collecting stuff. So you, that protons, uh, acid, which is a proton, uh, it, 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 it clumps. So that that's called the clumping in the blood, you know. So um, with that being said, um, I eat my main meals are melons, you know, whether it be you know uh, honeydew, whatever, both uh, honeydew or you know, um, um, I can't even think. But the melons, um, right. I eat mostly watermelon, um, and those those melons f- fill you up. You're supposed to eat melons by themselves. Uh, you can interchange melons uh, when you when you eat them, except for watermelon. If you eat watermelon, and I'm not quite sure why, but you're supposed to eat watermelon by yourself. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, um, but uh, that's that's one of my main meals. Um, but after I uh, after I ate my melons, if I'm eating through the rest of the day, I'm eating various fruit. You know. Um, my snacks is like um, a banana, orange, uh, 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 pear, plum. So I'm getting all these fruits, and I, I'll eat one of them. And by the time, by the time you know, I eat them all, I'm I'm satisfied, you know. Right. Um, um, but that's pretty much the gist. Every now and then, um, uh, really haven't been doing that many vegetables at all the only vegetable i've been doing is uh avocado you know and um um uh either i make a a little 
bowl of avocado with some, you know, some herbs and stuff like that, or I make a sandwich. So I got some, some German, some dark German, um, whole wheat, which bread is not, you know, good for us, but it is what it is, you know, but, uh, I make a sandwich, but that's pretty much what I eat on the day to day, you know, um, and I stay, I, I feel good. I feel strong. Um, um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if it works, it works. I mean, a hundred percent. You know, I think nutrition is one of the most overlooked elements uh, of training, if not the most overlooked. Uh, Nutrition and sleep. Uh, I I had an athlete who was prepping for a competition, and I asked him what his sleep was looking like. Uh, He goes, "Oh man, I'm, I'm getting maybe five, maybe six hours a night." And I was like, "Brother." You, those are rookie numbers. You got to bump those numbers, numbers up. I mean, I, you know, I'm, you know, the the number one anabolic thing you can do for your body is sleep. Is give it enough sleep, and then what you fuel it with. You know, mm-hmm. anyone knows if you go in and you train and there's nothing in your system, mm-hmm. it's not going to go as well as it's if you go not, yeah. in and you have the proper fuel. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's wisdom in that. Uh, I, I know for myself, I've always been a, uh, a seafood and eat it type guy. Uh, and while it's worked to an extent, you know, you can notice the difference, uh, if you're Mm -hmm. eating trash, uh, versus if you're eating what you're, you know, good fruits, vegetables, whole foods, Mm -hmm. um, things that are fresh, you feel better, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, and, uh, your organs feel better, which means you feel better, you know, it's a, it's a dramatic, dramatic shift. Well, so switching, uh, topics here just a little bit, uh, I was under the impression you might have made it into the Guinness Book of World Records uh, at one point. I saw that you may have been featured. Uh, what was that experience so like? I, you know, people, um, that's one of the things that, you know, people just kind of made up, you know. Um, I never, um, I mean, I wouldn't have mind, uh, you know, getting, it's been talks, and I mean, is when I when you ask that question, that's just not that's just not you know from a local standpoint or the state standpoint. Like all over the world, people are like, oh, you in the Guinness Book of World Records? I'm like, where is this coming from? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, uh, that would have been that would have been awesome, but you know, you would have to have you know the the, the proper people there at the time, right? You know, it was done. So, uh, but yeah, no, that's one of those those uh, tall tales, you know. So right. Right. I'm, I'm hoping cool. that, that yeah. you know, I, and I know there's, there's a friend of mine who wanted to, to make it in for something and the red tape you have to get through, you know, mm-hmm. if, yeah. yeah. Having the right people there recording and being present. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a mess. Um, but yeah, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, I would say run with it. People are like, Oh, you're in the book of world record. Yeah, yeah man. yeah, it's great. I've run, yeah, I've, I've run with it. Yeah. You know, because I mean, um, I mean, on here, I just wanted to, you know, because it is a tall tale and I think it's pretty right. funny, but, uh, but a lot of times, you know, I'd be like, yeah, just go with it. Why not? You know? <laughs> yeah. No, a hundred percent. A hundred. I mean, that's one of those, uh, two truths and a lie. That'd yeah. be a, a good one at, uh, to break up dinner parties. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we're, we're already on food, you know, uh, some of the things that I think have made this podcast as unique as they have, um, has been this conversation of faith, uh, and this conversation of food. Um, I usually go faith first, but since we're already on food, we'll run with it. Um, I'm a big foodie, a big breakfast guy. Um, more than anything else, I love breakfast. Um, now, I'm, I'm a big 
classic bacon and eggs guy. Um, obviously French toast. I was looking for a third F when I was naming the podcast. Uh, and so I, I landed on French toast. But my, my question for everyone has been, what breakfast food above all else reigns king for you? Uh, outside of anything that's like the right thing to eat, if there's one thing you're like, man, this is the one, what's it going to be? Pancakes. I mean, I'm, French toast is pretty close, but French toast, you know, um, when it comes down to cooking, you, have, you just have to cook too much. Yeah, too many steps, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so but yeah, pancakes. I'm uh, man. I'll man. I, I love I love pancakes. Definitely. Just straight up, or are we adding anything into them, or just plain pancakes? Pancakes and syrup. I'm I'm no extra. I'm 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 basic. I am a basic. <laughs> give it. Give me some uh, some good. You know, pancakes with the with the crisp. Um, butter you know mm-hmm. on the ends you know what i mean mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm good i'm good man there was a uh there was an ihop that was right next to my college campus oh, man. and uh i'm not ashamed to say there were a couple nights when they did their uh endless pancakes that the powerlifting team descended on that <laughs> that location and we'd uh we'd call them when we're like 10 minutes out and say hey we're gonna go ahead and apologize in advance but you got a lot of big dudes <laughs> On their way, like I'd start cooking some pancakes. Hey, get the batter ready. Get oh batter man! Ready. Well, you know, I think one of the things about powerlifting that has made it as accessible uh, and as encouraging a sport for people to get into has just been how diverse it is uh, in general. Um, it's so much more approachable, even in the way that I've been able to operate this podcast. It is really as simple as sliding into someone's DMs and just saying, hey, I want to get started. I want to chat. I want to figure out what's next. You may be uh, I, Right. <laughs> right. And, uh, hey, I'm sliding in. Say, hey, man, uh, come on to the show. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I use LeBron James as an example. Like, it's not like I can just slide into the King's DMs and say, hey, man, do you want to hop on the podcast? Hey, where did you start shooting baskets? You know, it's, yeah. there isn't that accessibility. Yes. But in powerlifting, it is. It's really just guys and girls who found the gym and like lifting heavy circles. That's really all it is. But they have normal lives and jobs and everything. And it's created a space for people of every single possible walk of life to find yep. a commonality. Yep. Uh, and, I mean, if the last two years say anything – mankind finding a commonality is maybe the most vital thing that we can do right now yeah. uh, because we're more divided than maybe ever. Oh, um, it, it's a, a nightmare. It's, it's a whole conversation in and of itself. Um, so what I've really enjoyed uh, hearing from different people and asking has been this question of faith of what role, if any, has your own personal faith or spirituality played into the way that you coach, the way that you lead, the way that you lift, the way that you raise your kids, what is that role for you as you look at yourself as a man or as a human? Um, can you um, reword that for me? Like, is it, you know, what is my... Um... Yeah, I mean, in whatever way that you take it, you know, there's no, there's no correct answer here. I mean, as you look at yourself and your place in the universe, you know, what does it look like for Richard to look at himself and look at the way that he 
views the world and then apply that into how you train. You know, is there an element there of a higher power? Is it, you know, the higher powers within me? Yeah. You know, what does it look yeah. like for you to reach out after looking inward? Um, I mean, again, going to, you know, mind, body, spirit, um, that's that's life, you know, yeah. core strong. The reason why I brung, uh, I've been having core strong and it's been my own personal uh, brand that I've had ever since like 2009 and I'm getting ready to just start pushing for real, you know, but it's my life because it is my my philosophy and my spirit or the the um, the um, faith in this thing because that's how I live. Um, it's basically um, um, when it boils down to it, Core Strong is not just. It has so many different elements to it and meanings to it because the way it's set up the the logo <clears throat> the logo is a format within itself you mm. know um and, and that it, it it literally has every inch of that logo has a meaning so with that being said one of the overall meanings of that logo um and this is one of the broad meanings is worth ethic and my belief of what worth ethic is um, and when I was doing a lot of seminars, um, that was one of my first questions is, you know, what do you, what do you think worth ethic is? There's no wrong answer. Um, but then I would tell them what I felt worth ethic was, you know, and, um, to me is, uh, time and repetition with the absence of ego. Mm. Um, so in order to get anywhere and to be your best, you know, you, if if you have ego in the presence of time and repetition, then you're going to one cut your time because you want to speed this thing up. And if you cut your time, you're going to t- cut your your experience out as well. Right. So so once you kick out the ego, you know, then you're going to have you're going to take the time, you're going to get the time, and you're going to you know get the reps, you know, for the experience, you know. So ultimately. That in with it itself um, teaches you so many dynamics as far as being a person. You see mm. what I'm saying? Uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually. You know what I mean? Um, um, it's so many different things that we can dive into just that within itself. Right. Um, but um, that's something that, uh, you know, that I bring with me everywhere I go because of the simple fact that if, if I just calm down and, and enjoy the process and, and slow down and do everything that I need to and not worry about what's going on over here, what's going on over there, or, Oh, I want to speed this up. Then I'm going to be in the right mind and body when I'm doing it. And I'm absolutely be the best at what I'm doing, you know? Um, so, um, that is my faith, yep. not just in lifting, but in life, you know? So, um, yeah, that, I mean, it, it, that's what drives me. That's what keeps me going is, is power lifting. You know, my, if you talk about religion, you know, my, you know, my background is, is Baptist, you know, and, you know, 
it comes in with that, you know, just the information, the Bible and things like that. But, um, but really my experience of just this sport, I became my own, like you said, looking within this was what made it real. Uh, mm. This thing real to me is because of my experience in lifting and, and what, um, what I was able to, I was able to tap into and not only what I was able to tap into, uh, it, it got bigger because, you know, I'm mostly known for the animal cage, you know? Right. And, and the reason why I exploded, um, in the animal cage is because people can feel me right. when I, when I, when I lifted, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was, I, w- I got to a point, you know, and I was doing it ever since my first national meet, you know, as a as a teenager. But from from the early 2000s to, you know, 2018, which was my la- 2017 or 18, which was my last um, thing with uh, at the Arnold or and at the cage, like I perfected it to where I played with energy. I literally played with energy. I took energy from. The 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 uh, the onlookers, you know, and and I internalized it, and I was able to push it back out to to them, and literally, like, you know, the first few times, you know, I I would I would question myself as like, what is this? Like, I'm 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 doing something different, you know, I'm mm. I'm touching people in in such a different way where you have you know, my peers and grown, you know, grown men, pros, females coming to me in tears, watching me lift them like, okay, this is, this is, this is different. You know, this is, this is something, you know? Um, uh, so to, to, to experience something like that, to see that it's not just a egotistical thing. And, and I felt my purpose was to, was to, give people that experience and, 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 you know, that, um, that, that moment of vulnerability, because that I was, when I lift, I'm totally vulnerable. Um, um, uh, like I said, my very first national meet, you know, before I lifted, you know, um, everybody was looking forward to watching me lift, but, you know, I get up there and it's, it's just a moment for me to where, I, I shed tears, you know, because it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I'm passionate about, you know, Mm. and, um, um, to be able to get people to, to, to change something so physical into something so emotional and, and spiritual, like it, it stuck with me, you know, and it, and it, Mm. and it brought that faith and that, 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 uh, um, yeah, that faith into my beliefs and what I teach, you know? Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what we've been talking about, you know, for the last hour. I mean, if we can remove I out of it, you know, uh, that image of the dancer becoming the dance when that becomes one is stuck with me. I mean, it, when the lifter, and what the lifter is doing becomes one and it yes. ceases to be about look at what I've done. Yes. But rather this is the beauty of what is being done. Mm-hmm. That, that moment, <laughs> that moment is it. Yep. And you know, 
I haven't had the opportunity to experience what it's like inside the cage. I've, I've mm -hmm. obviously been at the Arnold and been in that energy, mm -hmm. but that, I mean, it's, that's the pinnacle of power for so many people that, that is yeah. it. It doesn't yeah. get better than that. Um, yeah. I think of when Rob Hall just about killed himself in that cage, you know, and, <laughs> uh, just the, the amount that, that has gone into the, the tears and the blood and everything mm -hmm. that takes to get to that moment, but to get in that moment and have the realization it was never about me. Yeah. It's, That's, it's so much bigger than me. Like I'm yes, just, I'm exactly, I'm, I'm flashing them. I'm here and I'm gone, yep. you know, but of what's left, but yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. It, it changes. It changes. A, a single moment can change a life. You know what I mean? You know, and, and I don't, a lot of times I don't know what to say to people, you know, when they, when they tell me, you know, I started this because of you or mm. I've done this because of you. It's like it wasn't me, you know what I mean? It's right. what I was I was blessed to tap into, you know what I mean? Because again, when when that moment come, you know, um it wasn't it, it's not me literally it's not me, you know what I mean? Not to sound any type in any type of way, but you know, um the way I describe that moment is, you know, um is the fact that I'm in fear that whole time. And until I clamp that belt and I reach for that final lift until I reach that bar, then once I reach that bar, I'm no longer there. Like, yeah, it just whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? You know, and and when it's when it's over, sit it down. It's like. Whatever happened, happened, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to. um you know, really respond to that. And, you know, some people like some Richard, you, you're humble or, or some people even say, Richard, you're too humble. And it's like, um, it is, it's, it's so hard because a lot of people don't, um, understand that, that moment of being able to witness yourself. Like mm. when I say, I'm no longer there. I'm all, I'm, it's, I'm no longer in my body. It's like I can see myself, literally, like I can see myself. I'm witnessing what's going on, you know? Mm. Um, and it's like, um, I remember when I was younger, lifting, I was like, it was, it was when I started lifting after I had to take a break after Katrina, I started back lifting and I started squatting. And I noticed when I was lifting that I was breathing a certain way and I would get a certain feeling in my, I can create a certain feeling in my, in my stomach or my gut right here. And that's the same. And it's not like a, it's almost like a butterfly, but it's not. But, I, you know, when I noticed that was happening, it was like, okay, that's something different. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, um, and I knew it was something deeper, deeper. And, um, um, to, to, to be able to be blessed to, to, to be able to experience that. Like a, a, a lot of people have a hard time really understanding, understand what I'm talking about or, you know, um, um, what I'm about, you know, um, unless they have, you know, a little bit of time with me, you know, um, 
So, you know, just like, you know, seeing some of my, my reels or what have you and videos, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you're just doing motivational, whatever. But that's me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I have to. That's something that I feel like people can relate to because that's some of the things that I've gone through, some of my struggles, you know, um, my vulnerable times and, and some of the things that I actually felt when I was vulnerable or lifting or I came to a realization, you know, um, I feel like that will help somebody, you know, in those moments when those reels come out, when I do one of those reels, it's not like, Oh, what kind of video I'm going to do today? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is something I want to talk about. And it's like, I need to do it now because it's, it's now the way I feel it. You know what I mean? So, um, um, I, I feel like, um, it's, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it's um, 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 something that I feel like it's my my obligation to to help people in that that form of fashion. Of yes, you enjoy lifting. That's just a hook, you know. In my in my seminars, I would I would teach you know my philosophy of li- of, of lifting, which is totally different from anybody else, you know, information. But when it's all said and over and uh, all said and done, like we're talking spirituality at the end, and it's just like we're everybody's on fire and just just going at it, you know. Mm. And it's it was just a great, you know, great time. Um, but uh, yeah, I just feel like uh, uh, powerlifting has done so much, and that is it is who I am. That is my faith. That's that's just me, you know. Mm. Wow. That's good. That's good. Well, I mean, yeah, I think this is as good a place as any to to start wrapping things up. I mean, I'm just beyond grateful to, yeah, get to hear some wisdom. I mean, I, I, I mean, in an hour, I feel like I've learned <laughs> more about powerlifting <laughs> than I have in you know a long time, and I know that there's a lot of people that are going to really benefit uh, from just your wisdom here and what you're continuing to share. So I guess the last thing I have for you here, I know you mentioned, you know, you're going to make another run uh, at powerlifting. You got one more uh, big push. Uh, You know, what, what is ahead for you? Uh, What do people, what can people expect? Uh, Where can they keep up uh, with what's coming up for you? Um, well, um, uh, like I said, I'm doing, uh, I'm literally putting together, um, um, a smaller gym and now I'm scrambling for equipment because right when I was getting ready to sign a lease I had a trailer full of my equipment from my old gym and that trailer was stolen oh. <laughs> so uh, so right now as soon as I, I you know I get that up and going and get the you know uh, the schedule good and going I will be starting you know um, lifting I'm older now and I don't have that young energy, you know? So, um, I got a lot of young lifters that were, uh, that were members of my gym before I took off to Alaska. <laughs> uh, they want, they're, they're ready to come back. And so I'm going to be lifting with them and, and, and feeding off their energy. So I'm looking probably about a year or so, um, of, of training. So somewhere around, um, or a little less, somewhere around, you know, the beginning of the year or around March or April, um, I'll probably be doing something, uh, lifting somewhere uh, as far as uh, competition or 
uh, exhibition or something uh, of that uh, of that matter. So, you know, obviously they can follow me on um, Instagram, uh, which is probably my biggest. Um, well, I put most of my stuff, uh, which is uh, Richard Hawthorne zero one zero. You can follow me on uh, TikTok, I guess. <laughs> Um, but it's pretty much the same stuff, you know, it's just different, different, um, different medias, but, uh, it's just Richard Hawthorne, uh, on there, but, uh, mostly just Instagram, um, I have, I do have Facebook, find me on Facebook, just my name, but, uh, I'm looking to, um, again, um, the most I've done, the most I've done in a suit a single plus suit was uh, uh, six fifty, and the most I've done raw uh, was a easy six twenty two, and I think that was my last real like um, event, and that was I tapped in the most like that made my whole body was tingling, and I'm I felt like a like I was from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> you know, like, right. literally, right. like it was something I never experienced before to where, you know, um, you know how your body feel. It's like the opposite of your arm going to sleep, that mm. static feeling, but it's yep. static feeling, but good, you know, right. throughout your whole body. And, um, um, that 622 was like a joke. Like it was, it was, it was too easy, too easy. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting getting back in that room, and I I feel amazing as far as body wise, you know, flexibility, endurance, and um, um, uh, uh, yeah, flexibility, mobility, and endurance. So yeah. Well, yeah, I I know I speak for a lot of people, and I'm very eager to to watch the progression upwards again, and and see you jump back on that platform, whether it's an exhibition or big huge mead whatever it is you decide to do i i know that you'll you'll accomplish it as you've proven you know time and time again so i mean i want to thank you uh again I just for you. just for putting in uh the work i mean to even be able to sit here and provide as much knowledge as you have speaks to the amount of time that you've put introspectively but also just outwardly uh in, in the time you've put in so uh, i'm yeah i'm humbled i'm beyond grateful to have gotten to have this conversation with you man uh i'm yeah. looking forward to, to what's coming up next Thank you, thank you. Like I said, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate your time and uh, having me on here. Like I said, I've been quiet for a long time, but uh, it is definitely time for me to um, to push and do what I feel I'm supposed to do is helping others and, and what I love doing. So, yeah, appreciate you. Well, folks, this has just been a great conversation with Richard Hawthorne. Uh, as he said, you can find him on Instagram, uh, or you can find me as well at Big Mo Powerlifting and Faith Fitness Podcast. Uh, we're continuing uh, the the good fight of getting some content out to you guys for your commutes and, and everything else, and just to give you that push in the gym. So find us on all major platforms, and we will see you next time. Well, folks, uh, like I said, this is just a great conversation uh, with Richard Hawthorne, just a genuine dude uh, and a strong motherfucker at that. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, uh, and I look forward to seeing you next time. We've got a few great guests coming up. I am going to be away most of the summer, so it's going to be a little bit hit or miss on consistency with episodes, but 
you can check in on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else that you can stream things uh, and check in for any updates. I'm looking forward to what's ahead. I'm grateful to each and every one of you. Be blessed. Moses out.